today is uh, January 15th, and we're about to begin this year with another uh, one. <coughs> Okay. Okay. <coughs> We're learning in our it's from Rav Cook how the land itself, the Paris of Israel are suffused with Kedusha. In that place where Aru, Shmaya, where earth and heaven, Nashke, Hadali are kissing, <coughs> in that place, the physical landscape is not just beautiful to see. It's not just something to look at. The pears are not just tasty or tastier than the pears in Chutzlaritz. It could be that you'll find pears in other places that, that taste better. But we're learning how the, the bracha of Ejusel, of Zovas, Cholov, and Dvash, means that Kedusha Sa'aretz, the sanctity, the holiness of the land, the Dvar Hashem fills every single thing that comes from the earth of Ejusel. Particularly these meaning these Paris. But the Torah tells us clearly, Eretz Chita Sa'er Vegefnu Sa'ena Viriman Eretz Zeish Shemunu Dvash. And as we learned last week in the Tal Lechai, that the word Eretz is repeated twice in the Pasik, because Eretz one time is referring to Eretz Ha'el Yaina, that higher reality. And Eretz, the second time Eretz is Eretz Tachtana, this world, the physical world. Everywhere else in the world is just Eretz. Eretz Yisrael is Eretz and Eretz, above and below. The side, as we learned, of Rachli Menu, which is the side, is Galia. Rachli Menu is the side of the revealed world of Chitzainius, <coughs> of the physical fruit. And Lei Menu is the Almedis Kasi, is the concealed world, the world of Pneumias. And how we learned how each of the of the fruits of these Minim that Ezezel was blessed with corresponds to Hanhagis, the spheres, the Kedusha of the spheres, and therefore the ingestion of the food of the Paris of Ezezel is not just something that nourishes the guf, but it nourishes the nisham. Because each and every one of us is el yoyna v'tachtona, above and below, shamayim and arts, nishama and guf, leya and rachel. And the pairs of Echisel have this unique quality, this koach, to bind together those two times of the word Eretz, the Eretz al and the Eretz Tachtayna. <coughs> Above and below, lay in Rachel and so on. So we're learning, we were learning, in the Tubishvat also, we're learning this Torah from the Talei Chaim, from the Chalban. I hope you have the pages from last week. We're on page Lamed Zayim. This is in the middle, where it says, V'chein Shamati, in the middle of a Torah from the Arizal, the Chain Shamati, in page Lamed Zayin. It says one. What? It says one. Uh, it says page one. It didn't come out to Lamed Zayin. 
So there it says page one on the left side, in the middle where it says Vechain Shamati Meharav Kvayd Harav Abishimin Sharat. We were learning from the Arizal how Bechlal food consists of the physical matter that we see with our eyes and we could taste in our mouths. But the Torah tells us, means the physical bread. Lechem levad. In the entire world, lechem levad, the experience of eating a piece of bread, obviously it holds the neshama together with the goof. We're going to talk about that. Eating holds the neshama and the goof together. If a person doesn't eat, God forbid, then there's a separation between the neshama and the goof, which is called death. Eating eating, which is the I mentioned last week, all the tikkunim of Shvat have to do with eating. <coughs> the month of Shvat is, is the time to, to work on, on how we eat. And to eat with the right kavanas, to be careful with our brachas, to be careful everything is kosher, to the best of our ability, to try to be makbid with everything more than usual, to be careful how much we eat, to eat, to try to eat slower, a little bit slower than we usually do. It's a time to work on this Indian of Achila Begdusha, of eating Begdusha. That's why the Yontiv of Tubishvat comes at this time. But the whole month of Shvat. When you look in Pritzadik, Rapsadik, the Mamar from Rapsadik, the Yazan Shvat, Rishchaydish, and Tubishvat, every piece is about this tikkun of the Eitzadas Taivirav, of eating fruit, of eating from the tree of knowledge, and how to work on this Indian of eating. So when we when we eat on the one on, on the one on one level it's the Eretzatachtaina of just a piece of bread. And everywhere in the world it's just a piece of bread. The Torah says It's not just Lechem Lechem in the bread, there's Moitzah Pi Hashem. There is the Dvar Hashem that fills the bread. And we were learning at the end last week that that the, the Dibur of Hashem that's called Moitzah Pi Hashem. That when Hashem created the world in every second now, as it creates and creates and creates, that hevel, that breath of Hashem, is the chiz that gives life to all that exists. But Hashem, Shamaim Nasu, the dibur, and the breath of Hashem that is invested in Kivyochl into that dibur. So that's the chilek of the neshama, Kivyochl, that Hashem invests into the into everything that exists into what we eat. The Khain Shamati, let's continue. And I heard Mirav Kwait Harav Rabbi Shimon Shirat Khalavacha, Al Posig Loya Khel Devaro, Kikola Yatsimi Pivyasa. Now the 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 din of Bayachal, when a person says that he's going to do something, says that he's going to bring something to the to the Besamikdish, when he says so the din is of course Lo Yachel Devaro. He cannot desecrate the word chol. He cannot he cannot desecrate what he says, meaning he has to carry through with what he says. Whatever he said he would do, whatever he, offering he said he would bring, So the tzaddik said that. Whatever person, when a person speaks, we see this, that when a person speaks, there's, there's the, from that result, when a person speaks, he's if he says good things, 
if his divur is is good, then he creates sanagar, he creates positive energy, malachim of kedusha, positive, good. Achlila katigar, if he says things that are not things that shouldn't be said, words that shouldn't be said. We were talking a little bit last week about Havel and Havel Havel and saying and talking. Now, if that's true, when it comes to our speaking, in other words, you and I speak with every word that we speak, when it's something which is good and a word that's necessary and a word that's Torah and Tila and Brachas and Chizik, and when we say good words, we create Karchas of Tov, Hashpa of Tov, and Chasusham the other way. So, in Hevashaladam Kachu, if the breath of you, if the breath of a human being does that, kosher can get some pivyas his barach. How much more so? Infinitely more so. What comes out from Hashem's mouth? Everybody knows that by Hashinai something very strange happened. It says that Hashem spoke and all of us, all of Bnei Yisrael saw the vo- the sounds. We were able to see the sounds. We were able to see that which is heard. We were able to see the Dibur. Chazal say that the words of Hashem were somehow experienced by us, not just by the ear, but we saw and we were kissed on the lips by Hashem's words. And the words themselves were saying to each and every one of us, do you accept me upon you? Do you accept me upon you? Every word. Because I'll say that. When it says in the Torah, that the words, the words, the Diburims, wasn't just something that we, we heard, something that was abstract, it was something that we saw, and the words themselves had like a chiyas. Hashem's words, Hashem's speech. It's, it's always like that, we just don't see it, we don't feel it. As it's explained in Shaykh Ramuna, in Tanya, every single second. Nimsa Shahiroy Mesadibur, Kmai Malach Echad, we saw the words like a Malach. So when Hashem created the world and He creates the world, the Dvar Hashem, the Hevel of Hashem, the breath of Hashem, is infused into everything to give life, to cause it to grow, to develop, and so on. So the Rizal says, in the food that we eat, there's a physical part, shazon haguf, shalodim, and that nourishes the physical part of the person, the body. Gam yesh and the food also has the dvar Hashem, the breath of Hashem, which we can't see, but has the dvar Hashem. Shem gam ken chelik haneshama shabadim, and that's the chelik haneshama that feeds and nourishes the chelik haneshama of the person. And with this we can answer the question. How is it possible, Taka, that, that something coarse and physical like a piece of bread, how is it possible that a physical thing like that gives a person a chiyas, life. Life is, life is the neshama how is it possible that a physical thing gives life? That we eat it. We're just used to that. It's the earliest thing we can remember is eating, drinking. But how is it possible that a physical thing, from that physical thing, I'm alive. I'm alive, I'm davening, I'm learning. How, how, how is that? Life is ruchnias. If 
So let's say a person says, I want to be completely Rokhnizdik. I don't go for this whole thing. Went to seminary, and she heard that Gashmis is bad. Right? She said, Gashmis is a very bad thing. No makeup, no eating. No more eating. Eating is a very ugly thing. And now all of the thousand restaurants in Yushalayim are excommunicated. No more sushi. Back here in New York. No more, no more fresh. That's it. Done eating. Because eating is gashmis. Gashmis is disgusting. So there's no more gashmis, no more eating. So, of course, the result of that is So, no more no more fegula. You die. That's the end of you. Sure. Eating, eating in a normal way, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the habit. A person doesn't eat, and the neshama goes away. Why is that? I understand if I don't eat, that my goof, that my body gets skinnier, that my goof, get, there's less of my goof if I eat less. That I understand. But why should I stand my neshama? Why does it always have to do my neshama? Why does it bother my neshama? Well, like, why should I die? And you eat a kezayis lechem, Yechia, it, it revives you, as the neshama is is revived. How is that? That 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 a physical thing of flour and dough, whatever. How is it that such a thing is mamed the neshama, the ruchnis of a person? And because of this kasha, this question, Omar philosophim, the philosophers who are in the habit of philosophizing. That's what they're called philosophers. That's where they're the most unhappy people in the world. There aren't so many of those left. If the philosophers thought about this a lot and they said, you know, there is no there is no neshama. If there's only a goof, there's no neshama. Therefore, when the goof dies, that's it. There's nothing. It's just a goof. You see, what's the varaya? That if you stop eating physical stuff, the body dies. That means that all there is is physical. There's nothing, and then then you're done. There's nothing after the body. You eat. You don't. You eat. That's physical. Eating is a physical act, and then your body survives. You stop eating. You cut off the physical stuff, and then the body dies. So that proves that there is no neshama. The same ain't animal. Even being an animal, it's all the same. It was the same, the goof dies, the neshama dies. So when the person dies, the same way that he loses the goof, whatever there was that, that's called life is also gone. The, the neshama doesn't live on. There's no elam haba in the neshama. That's it. It's the end. Kevin shehini zaynis midvar chumri. Since the mazon, since the sustenance of, uh, of of life is physical, it must be that life is physical. So, and then there's nothing else. In other words, if a person would not have to eat, and it would be enough if I just if I just sang a nig and, and dive into something and learn some Torah, I opted for the ruchnius to contract, and I'd be alive just from ruchnius. Then then the philosophers would say, "Oh, okay, take it." Then there's then there's a neshama, you see. But that's not the case. You have to have a, a, something physical, and the physical is that which keeps you alive. And when, there's, when you don't have that physical piece of food, you die. So that's what life is. Smart people came to this conclusion. Very smart people. So, gami chumras. 
Vein Hamas Cain. The Rizal is explaining. Vein Hamas Cain. This is not the truth. Ki chas v'sholem. Ki heim loyodu. Kol ma'ashamaynu. They don't know the truth. She is chiyas alamoz v'shu chilag ruchni shabai. Because there's a there's a chiyas the chiyas of the food is the chilag ruchni. The food itself has a chilag gashmi and a chilag ruchni, a physical part and a spiritual part. The food itself has a neshama. Well, in Eretz Yisrael, we'll see there is the it's the neshama, the neshama. It's rosin, the rosin. Lahach is chelak ruchni shabadim, and the ruchni is the good part of the the ruchni is the good part of the food. Is mechay the ruchni of the person, and not only that, but we have from the kisvari that there are particular foods that have a bigger chelak in ruchni. The tikkunim that take place, especially by the and time, is that when we eat by Shabbos, especially eating fish on Shabbos. And you're eating fish by Shabbos. There are already a lot of people, the young people already, they make this. And all the tikkunim for the neshamas and the gilgulim and so on that have with, fish, with eating a piece of fish on Shabbos. All the macholim, each one. But especially, especially, we'll see the minimum of Eretz Yisrael there, the rimon, the tamar, each thing, what it is, and the tikkunim of all of those, of those, of those macholim. If you look in the in this Seder Tubishva that we have in the Swarm that's printed in, in different Swarm, the Tfilas that you say by the eating of the pears, what it means a grape, what's an olive. And that's Lahachis Chelak Ruchni Shabbat. That gives Chiyas to the Chelak Ruchni Shabbat. To the Neshama. And that's what it says in Posik. It's next week's parasha, the man. Parasha B'Shalach, the man. Man man is something we can't understand. It was something that you could touch, but it was was lechem abirim. As Chazal said, the malachim are eating. The chiz was... Even though it was something that you could touch and you could pick up, and they were gathering, but it was the most refined food that there ever was. That was the chelika ruchni. The chelika ruchni was was misgaber in the man, and that's why it tasted what it tasted what you were thinking, because what you're thinking is the is already the chelika neshama. So it had that taste of what you were thinking. It, it responded to the neshama in a very obvious way. With other foods, it's not like that. Whatever the person made, that's the taste it has. If it was, if it was a lot of sugar, then it's sweet. If it was a little, it's not so But when it but when it comes to, when it comes to the man, mahu, man, what is it? What is it is what you make of it. But it was the least physical food that there ever was. As the story that I tell every year, the, the, when Kedusha's life, you know, Kedusha's life, we would fast two days Yom Kippur. We fasted two days Yom Kippur. So when uh, when they when when they were coming back from shul <coughs> after after Kiddush Levan and Yom Kippur, and everybody was uh, moving a little bit fast, you know, Matzim Yom Kippur, everybody's moving fast, even even big people, but they're moving a little fast. I was hungry. And the whole way back from Shul, Kedusha's Levi says, Ooh, I can't wait. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I can't wait. I'm so hungry. He used to always say he was so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so hungry. And, and, and when they would come back, everybody would, everybody would sit down. And have Donald would sit down and start eating. And he would take out, he wouldn't eat. He went straight from Yom Kippur to another day of fasting. He took out Masech the Sukkah. And he would say, Ah, oh, is this good. Masech the Sukkah. It's not to let Masech the Sukkah and start to build the Sukkah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I feel good. I was so hungry. Mm-hmm. He didn't eat. No, he didn't. He fasted two days. Now I feel good. No, we're not. We're not masking such a thing. What that means? The tzaddikim. They say about. They say in Rabbi Yisraeliska, who's called the Sarif, the burning angel, the fiery angel. They say about Rabbi Yisraeliska that he used to sit by. They saw him. He would sit. He would sit by the. By the tish, and and he would take he would take a piece of bread in his hand, 
and he would, and he would close his eyes, and he didn't even put his hand to his mouth, and then he would open his hand, and it was finished. That mm. he absorbed it through his body. Mm. He didn't. He didn't put it into his mouth. They say by Boris Jalska. It was Caseta. They saw that. Had emotional just for forty days. It just the tzaddikim that the that the Indian of Achila was an an Indian rochni, that it was it was so divested of the guf that they took out they took out the the neshama from the food. I know such bali madregas that we can't we can't comprehend such a thing. The eating of the man. The man was that one time that miracle that Hashem revealed to us that what gives life is not the physical thing, but what gives life is the drasha. That was the chiddush of the man. <coughs> the chiyas of a person, <coughs> life, the neshama, <coughs> that's not a lechem levado on the physical uh, dough, the flour. It's the moitzi piyashem. That's the other part of the bread, which is the moitzi piyashem. Ta'inu ma'ashi yotzum yipiv is baruch beis abriya. Beis abriya means this second. Hashem's dibur, the hevel of Hashem's mouth, it's not physical, entered into the into the bread. That's what gives life. That's the neshama. That's the chiyas. That's why we have to make a bracha. When we make a bracha, it's ma'orah, it accentuates the chilek haruchni of the food when you make a bracha. Because when you say bracha to Hashem, so you're connecting to the Dvar Hashem that's in the food, and you're ma'ayra the ruchnis, and that gives you chiyas. You think that the main thing that gives you chiyas is that the is that you, is the physical thing, the piece of the piece of chal, or whatever the gishmak that you have from eating the physical thing. You say, ah, machai, it's a machai. The machai of the food is the Dvar Hashem. When you make a good bracha. It's more the chiyas in a very deep way. It's more the chiyas. That the chiyas of the food that gives life and especially strengthens our ability to understand Torah, to daven, to be mitzvahs. But if it's going to be and the brach is without Kavana. So we're missing an opportunity to be mechazik, that that Dvar Hashem that's inside, to be ma'ur, the chiyas of the food. Maybe say you physically get more fuller also from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the chiyas, life. Life. Energy. You die. Huh? You die. Like you die. When a person, I didn't hear what you said, Binyamin. It's a new diet. A new diet. <laughs> yeah, a new diet. There are already a couple of billions, so. People still seem to be gaining weight. Yeah? I understand if someone doesn't say a good bracha, how it would minimize the ability to tap into the rookie side. Would that imply that if someone is not religious and he doesn't say a bracha out of the cloud, he can't tap into the rookie piece of the cloud? I say can't. He says, Ma'ayra the chiyas. Hashem created the world, even even a behemoth, even a behemoth has chiyas from eating the food. Even the behemoth has a chiyas. So certainly a human being has chiyas. Hashem made it in such a way to be a person. But it's ma'ayra the chiyas. It's mechazik. 
It's Megala the Chiyas. Not that there isn't any Chiyas. Hashem made everything that it has the Dvar Hashem that gives Chiyas. You understand? There's Omar. There's a Charta. Therefore, there's a mitzvah to remember the man that Hashem gave us. There's a mitzvah to remember the man. It's brought down this Chiyas at the end of Davani. To remember that Hashem gave us the man when we left in the shrine. Tisko achila saman. We should remember. We should remember the man. Ki kavanosi is baruch hayisol leidiachat teretz lazer. Ki kmoisha haman hayiruchni. Vim kolzer hayi by koyach lozen gam kain chelik aguf shabadim. Even though, even though the man, man, what was it? It was a ruchni's dika, very, very sublime ruchni's dika thing that was just barely in some kind of a physical capsule, whatever that is. It gave chiyas to the neshama and to the guf. Shu chumri, k'mar chen teida ki gama chumri yozn chelak nefesh. We understand that from remembering the man, that there's that the, what gives chiyas is the dvar Hashem that gives chiyas to the neshama. In everything that we eat. And that's why it says, Hashem said, I gave you the man. Laman how I want you to I wanted you to I want you to know. In order that you should know. What? in parentheses, Right? Not not just because of the physical bread, you live. The physical part of the bread. That a person comes from the Adama, which is physical. It's not just that. Turn over there. Page 2. The man is Ruchnius. if a person eats without a bracha, not that it means that a person dies, a person doesn't make brachas, God forbid, but he's not awakening the chiyas. He never would have imagined that there would be Jews that would eat without a bracha. So achilas agoyim shibli bracha. Gam he tozen chelak anefesh. Of course, as I just explained, it, Hashem made it in such a way that it gives life, even to a guy. Uh, to a guy, to an animal, it gives life. Elas shaloyi ha toelas sheyas el hanefesh, but the toelas, the advantage, the chias that it brings to the nefesh in particular, loy bracha kamatelas sheyel loy im habracha. By God, there's no chiluk. V'chein ha'inyan ba'atzma, binyan ha'mitzvah ba'atzma, ki'afim yiyeh b'loy kavana. Now, a person can do a mitzvah with kavana or without kavana, with thought and feeling or empty. We know that here too, <coughs> Chazal tell us that the kavana of the mitzvah is the neshama of the mitzvah. There's the physical act of putting on film, and there's the thoughts that you have and the feelings. That's the neshama of the mitzvah. Okay, this, uh, you know, there's of course a famous machlokes in the Gemara. Imitz is tzichus kavana, any tzichus kavana, the rights of the rabbanon, and so on. Whether kavana is ma'akev, whether mitzvahs require kavana, give you the mitzvah without kavana. Ki'afim yebloy kavana Torah laadim loylam habagamkein. Even if a person does mitzvahs without kavana, he put on tefillin and it counts. It's a chash of a thing, and he'll have that schar. In Eilam Haba, how could you compare it to the chiyas to this iris? 
to the life and the energy of a mitzvah that's done with kavana. It's a different world. So that's the reason. So the Chalban continues and explains Nimtza. Now, all of this, of course, is talking about eating in general, but Befrat, the Achille of Yisrael. And the, the Torah says this in the context of the meaning of Yisrael. Nimtza, Sheesh, Beperis, Yisrael, Shef, Omozna, Hen, Lugufa, Hen, Neshama. Again, that's everywhere. It's a little, it doesn't, it's, it's a little bit misleading. You get the impression this is all about itself. That's really, that's everywhere. Kiesh Kedusha, but there's something different about Eretz Yisrael. Kiesh, because only by Eretz Yisrael does it say Beferish. There it says, by the meaning of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz, Eretz. And the bracha of Eretz Zavos Cholavu Drash. And all the brachas of the Torah regarding it's all So if you could say in the back of the package how much percentage neshama, like what's the level of neshama that's in this, what's in this food. So if you take a regular apple and chutzlarot, so on the back it says it's got this amount of calories and this amount of whatever, all the different things they have in there, trans fat and regular, I never started trans fat, I don't know what that is, but there are different types of fats and different things that are in all the foods, and it has a label, and then, and it says, and it says, Dvar Hashem, Dvar Hashem, and there's some kind of a, a scale or measure of Dvar Hashem in, in the apple. You take an apple and it's a cell, so it's a, there, there, the ratio is, is a different ratio. Kesh Kedusha Beperis Atzman. Kamei Sheroim Betrumas Amasis. You see that by Trumas Amasis, that the that the Torah obligates us that that we that there's a that there's a percentage of the of what we eat that it's kodesh and it has to be given to the kohen or the different matanis that have to be taken off. They matzilim shefa gam lishar haperish shemitaychem hormu and when you take off the truma when you take off the ma'aser and you do what you're supposed to that also that act of of, of Taking off chumas and ma'isus, that's mashpia to the remaining payers, to the other ninety percent of the payers, a shefa of kedusha. But Hashem said, "This is how you eat in Eretz Yisrael." Well, there it's so obvious that it's moitzipia Hashem that you have to give off a part Hashem. You actually have to take off a physical. You have to take off from the physical produce, and you have to put it aside for the coin, which is giving it to Hashem. Everywhere else in the world, you eat the entire thing. Everywhere else in the world where the Devar Hashem is more hidden, when the Ruchnius of the food is more hidden, <coughs> it's less obvious, it's not on the label. So there, you could eat, you just eat the whole thing. But in Eretz Yisrael, there's Chumas and Isis. Right, so in Israel, they actually take a piece of the apple? Or like, no, no, I'm not talking about how it's, how it's done. You take, with the apples, you don't pull off a piece of the apple it's with the the wow. right how that's done that in but but the actual but but what's happening there is a remarkable thing we're saying in you know, HSO we're saying that I understand and it's clear to me almost like by Maimon Hasinai when the Dibur of Hashem was 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 seen and it's as well, the Dibur of Hashem that's invested into the fruits is almost seen, and it's like something that you feel, and therefore you take a part of the, you take a part of the, of the produce, and you, and you say, Kodesh Lashem. It's not a Chiddush, it, it's just Megala, that which is already in the fruit. You understand? It's Megala, that which is, it's revealing the, the, the Ruchnius of the fruit. In Chutzlars, we can't do such a thing. 
apple picking in Israel. I'm sorry. So apple picking in Israel. Okay, that's that's a, when you when you Isaac and, and things like that, and there's a cell. That's a it's a it's, it's a malach of kedusha. Once we're on Tu Bishvat, I once read to the to the Chavra on Shabbos, on Shabbos by Tu Bishvat, uh, a description of, of of Cook when he went. He was invited to plant a little sapling somewhere in one of the new in Magdiel, in one of the new yeshuvim at that time. For Magdiel, yeah. so Rav Cook was invited when they when they were starting that yeshuv. Rav Cook was invited to plant the first tree or something, and and it says that Rav Cook came with you know he wore a bekisha down to the, his shoes. And uh, he came, and he and he came, and it says that he threw himself on the ground and he started kissing the earth, the dirt on the tree and and crying. It's a whole in Magdiel. In Magdiel. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can show it to you. It's in it's in Rav Neriah's Sefer. Oh. And Rav Cook was a whole like Maimon uh, Hasina or something there by. And, and he was crying, and they asked him what happened. He got all dirty, and he was in the, and they asked him. He said that. Besides, he's a kohen, you understand. But he said that, I don't remember the exact law, somebody, he, he, he said this, this is not, this is not just a, a, a regular tree. It's not, we're not, we're not in Latvia. This is, it's just, well, this is, it's Kodesh, Mamash Lashem, Kodesh Lashem. He was so excited, he couldn't, he couldn't come to himself. He had such a, 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 a So that's just, well, it's something which is, all of the halachas of the land, which we're going to talk much more about in Eretz Chayef, it's all the halachas of the land. But not such an Indian. It could be Jabban and Orlan, Chutzlar, it's not getting into it right now. But, and why is that? But, but all of the halachas of the land, the halachas of the Paris, in Eretz, in Eretz Yisrael, you can't just walk into, a, you can't just walk into the grocery. When we came, when we came to Eretz Yisrael this summer, so, so we, we we went. We took a walk to the store, to the grocery, and and um, in in Chutzlarts, you go to the fruit and vegetables. You just you just buy yourself some fruit and vegetables. And as you sell, you you you, can, you have to be careful. Here, and as you sell, the neshama of the fruit, the neshama of the vegetables is very 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 delicate, very sensitive. You have to be careful. It's different. That's what he's explaining. It's And this bracha, this shefa, this or of Hashem. Who Hamozen Haruchni is the spiritual Mozen food sustenance? Shashchina Mechayi is Benah. That the Shchina is Mechayi her children in Eretz Yisrael by eating these things in Eretz Yisrael. What about if you send things to Chutzlaretz, Israeli fruits and vegetables to Chutzlaretz? The day is in the Mekubalim that once you take it to Chutzlaretz, it doesn't have the same Chiyas. It's been defiled. Mm-hmm. Even if everything was done properly with the Chumas and Mites, I'm saying it was all like Tanuva. Everything was done properly. I have when we when we lived when we when we came when we came to uh, the first year that we were in the shul. So we we were still living in Farakaway, and um, and at the beginning we used to we, 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 there were wonderful wonderful people different different families that took us in. It was with seven little children, I mean seven kids, and they took us in. And we were staying Shabbos by different people. But I said from the beginning that I, I, br- I bring my own food everywhere. I don't want to make any chilukim to insult people. I don't know what goes on over here. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I just, uh, I, I brought my food. My wife, what, for me, uh, for her, I was more, you know, makel. Uh, but for me, I was very marked with bringing my stuff. And, um, and the rule that I made it for myself was, that I eat absolutely nothing at all that the, that the host puts out. Regardless of which host it was, I eat nothing at all. Now, my wife would only eat the chon that she prepared for me and the children. The chon and the kogel, the fish, everything that was cooked was our package. And the people were nice about it, even though they could have been offended and hurt. 
But I made it from the beginning that I don't want to say that by this one I can, but this one that's very insulting. So I just made it like this. But when it came, but my, but my wife was making that when it come to a salad or to fruits or something like that, that my, my wife and the children would eat. But I made it across the board that I'm not eating anything. So we were, so I told this story, I think, maybe a while ago, that we were eating it by wonderful people. We were eating there, and uh, and and they were having some some uh, salad, and um, and I I didn't eat salad. I, I didn't eat anything that they put out. So my wife was uh, was about to have the salad, and and the balabosta said, Rabbi, really, you know, they always tried to get me to enjoy because they're nice. So they said, Rabbi, we went special to get tomatoes that are from Eretz Israel, just for you. <laughs> and I, and I, I kicked my wife, I kicked my wife under the table. She's, and, and she didn't hear that. We got Israeli tomatoes just for you. <laughs> And I go, <laughs> don't eat the tomatoes, don't, don't eat the salad. They, they, they didn't have, uh, have me think there's anything. When they thought it was a Milo, that I'd be so happy, you know, like having Israeli tomatoes that even, even I would indulge this time and, and violate my principle and go ahead and have a, a tomato. I'm not so crazy about tomatoes anyway. But, <laughs> but I... But, so then I said to my wife afterwards, because she was, my wife had said to me, my, she can't, the people put out a salad, like, like hey, you can't eat a, you can't eat some vegetables. She used to say to me, you can't eat something. Yeah, I said, I'm not eating anything. And she said, I said to her afterwards, no. You see? <laughs> what could be wrong with a tomato? What could be wrong with a tomato? So what's wrong with it is that it's something very, very right with it. But, but there are days that when it comes to chutzlar, it's already bayachel. Something happens to it. There's a there's a um, there's a pollution of chutzlar that that changes that metaphysical makeup of what the of what the food is. Others say no that there's an Indian there's an Indian even the chutzlar is tadavke if you can if it's was taken off properly to eat those foods. So to try to eat peris mezuzel is a so the question is, Davka, that they came from Eretz Yisrael. My father, my father's uncle Zion said that he remembers when there was a there was a wealthy Jew back in his hometown in in, in Europe, and he came back, and he brought Paris from Eretz Yisrael. He, he came back and brought Paris from Eretz Yisrael. I don't think it was Tubishvat. Yeah, he brought Paris from Eretz Yisrael, and my father said that the that the Besamedrish was packed. Packed. They were all excited, first of all, to greet him back. They wanted to hear stories. Nobody ever did that in, in the city of Montage Israel. And they wanted to hear um, what, what, what did he see in Israel. My father said he remembers as a child, they, think they would hear about the Anakim, you know, in Hebron, about giants. And the Himamish, like they came to hear, and this Yid, this wealthy Jew, sat next to the Rav. And my father remembers, he said so clearly. That he he took it from his bag, he put out Paris that he bought from Israel. and he said that the rov was a big that the rov started to kiss them. He started to cry. He was holding the Paris and he was crying, and then they cut it into tiny pieces, tiny little little pieces. And the rov gave, and they were singing to the gunim. It was a whole unbelievable thing. My father said it stayed in his head as he from Israel. This is. There's a whole term, Rabbi Nachman, and Tinyana, and Samach Gimel. Zimra Saharats, the fruits of Ejusel, they sing, they have a nigger. It's not just the, the fruits of Ejusel. When Yaakov told them to take Zimra Saharats, to take from the fruit that was cut off from Ejusel and bring it as a gift to, to Yosef, it's called Mizimra Saharats. Rabbi Nachman speaks about every, everything in Ejusel, all the fruits of Ejusel have a nigger and have a song. It's a very deep tyrant. He has also sikhs around. It's a nigan. A nigan. Everything has. What does it mean it's a nigan? But the Dvar Hashem and the Paris of Ejusel is so is so strong that you could hear a nigan. Meaning that the the Khilakaruchni, the Khiyas. 
which we see that the that the, that the first thing that the Baruch did is that he made a, a garden with trees and fruits, and he puts Adam and Chav into such a place. We see that Hashem's Baruch made the world in such a way that through Achilas Peiros Hashem is Mechaya Adam and Chav, not 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 through. A, not, not through through um, chicken or meat or something. through the pairs of the of the of uh, of Ganeidim. That's Hashem was mechay. The shechina was mechay. That's how she fed us. The shechina fed other mechava pairs. The tovin she's a mom is soyed hashechina v'nishmas yisrael. She has shechina here heretz al yaina. The shechina is the eretz al yaina, the mother, the ima. And the mother is mislabe, she encloses herself in the Paris of Eretz Yisrael. The way that a mother gives herself over into the, into the food, into the food that the child eats. Other people can try to give the child, but the child is not. Even the mother, sometimes a child, a baby could be difficult. But the mother gives herself into the food. That's why I, I, I've mentioned many times that you hear by by ever Levi, whenever, uh, whenever uh, uh, one of the children or the grandchildren get up to say a husband for Bubi, it's always about oh, yeah, the my Bubi, the the kakash that she made. Nobody, <laughs> nobody can make a kakash like. They start talking about her ma'achalim, about the food that she cooked. So if you think about it, Ba'imik, it sounds like an odd thing. What are you What are you talking about her recipes when she's lying there? The mace is lying there. She made a gewaldige kakash. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about mitzvah samasim toivim. Which she had plenty. But but when Rabbanim get up, they start to say, uh, you know, <coughs> nobody ever heard that chazal. And start to say psukim and everybody feels like they're going to die themselves. <coughs> but it has been. But then when one of the children, the grandchildren gets up, they start to talk about booby, oi. Every time we came to the house, Habubi would sit us down and would give us our favorite, whatever that was. Because the, because the, because the mother, the, the mother invests in the shaman to that. She stands there all day long in the kitchen, it's in the shaman. And when the children, when the children eat that, they don't know, they, but they feel the neshama, the chiz of the neshama. They always talk about that by mothers. I don't know what's going to be the next generation. What they're going to say? They say, "Bubi, those trips that you took to Waktov, <laughs> we'll never forget them." <laughs> you remember how you used to take us to traditions and to Waktov? Bubi, you're the great. You're the greatest. Even to Chosen Island, you you were the one, Bubi. You took us to Chosen Island. Pesach, we'll never forget. We'll never forget Pesach in Puerto Rico. <laughs> we'll never forget. You took us to that place where, the, where all the Spanish people brought us our favorite foods. I don't know what's going to be. It's scary to think of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But the Chiyas is saying that with the Shechina, with the Shechina, a mother is the shechina. The mother stands in the kitchen. She stands over the whole day. There's handling with this and cooking that and preparing and for this. It's the neshama that she puts into the food, and the children and the grandchildren they feel the chiyus of her neshama. It's invested into the food, like they say from Rab Chazk Levenstein that, he, he, that the wife wasn't feeling so good, so she gave the daughters they should do this and do that. And afterwards, when he ate the he, he ate the fish on Friday night, he said he said that to his wife, "You didn't make the fish." It's the same exact. Because I, because when you make the fish, you have, I know your kavanah saw that I should have chiyas to learn and to be yerushamayim and so on, and I don't taste any of these kavanas. Mm-hmm. I don't taste the kavanas. This was just them. It was me. We don't even know yet what, what we're missing out from all of this restauranting and takeouts and what we're missing from the mothers. Not that I want the mothers to work hard; they have enough. But the 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 Indian of a mother cooking. The Shechina, the Nishmas Yisrael, Mamish, Eretz Al Yanayar Sachtaina, when a mother prepares a meal. 
and we grew up. In our, so I, I'm, my parents are Hungarian, and my my mother, food is a very is a very big Indian in that world, especially Hungarian Holocaust survivors, food, it's a very very big Indian. It's like a there's stam when my parents sit down when we eat. It was always a feeling like you're like you're like it's Yom Kippur or something. Every meal was like a solemn thing. I, it's very hard to explain. People that grew up in that know what I'm talking about. And, and where my father would then take he would take an apple and cut it and give us slices, and we felt like there was something religious going on. I, I just to this day when I. So my father will, I'll go, my father, my father will say, sit down, and he'll take out, like, peanuts, and he'll open peanuts, and he'll give them to me. Say, yeah, make a bracha. And it's like this whole thing. On a regular day, I'm not talking about even on Shabbos, with the, with the, with the macholim, with the macholim. The, the connection between the, my, between my mother and the, and the food, and the koiches, the, the koiches that were invested in the food, and the and the whole ceremony of eating <coughs> that was something that I, I didn't realize at the time because that's how it just that's how we lived that's how it was <clears throat> it's it's it, it's uh, it's something that the next generation <coughs> is not going to have the same way it's not going to have the same way. They're still wonderful, wonderful, of course. But this, that that kind of a thing, I don't know if it's still like, but the young generation, there's such a thing. To, so I remember that. I remember that there was a. So that's the way that I was raised, and I was never allowed to really eat by. I was not allowed to eat by any of my friends' houses. I, I don't, even if they were very religious, I don't, they had to do cash. My mother felt that everybody is dirty. Everybody else's house is dirty. Huh? So I wasn't allowed to eat by anybody else's house because it's all contaminated and infested and dirty and filthy and there's bugs and germs and I'm not allowed to eat anywhere else. I was so scared to, <laughs> to I was not allowed to eat in anybody else's house. So, so I remember I was once. Uh, uh, so my friends, most of my friends were also children of survivors, but there was there was an American family that moved down our block, and and it was in the era of Shabbos I was there, and the uh, and the and. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to eat, but I was I was prepared to violate that to go against my parents' wishes. It was the first time I was going to eat. They were very firm people, and I was going to eat there because my friend because we were going to play ball, and the mother was going to make us lunch. And we're going to go play ball. It was Friday, and I and I and I get to the kitchen, and by my house, my mother had a whole elaborate thing set up the, every meal. It was the works. So I come. There's nothing there. He invited me to lunch. So I sat down. I was like, there's nothing there. And the mother goes to the to, goes to the freezer. This is exactly what happened. Oh, she was a little bit strange. She goes to the freezer, and she takes out from the freezer. They used to have the, at the first. They had these round little pizzas. They started then, Shabsi, whatever it was. They first came out. Maccabee. Maccabee. She took out a couple of these things and she put them on the table like this, like one thing. For him, for my friend Yossel to put into the oven, and then she just walked away. <laughs> she just put these like. So I, I, I couldn't help but tell my parents this like later on. I remember it was lunch and hard. But I, I, but I said I said I got to, I, I I went for lunch. My my mother said you went for lunch by. You went to eat their lunch, so I, so my mother said so what what happened? What was what 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 she give? So I told my mother that she threw out a frozen <laughs> and just like bounced on the table. For him to and she walked away for him to put into there was no microwave to put into the oven. So my mother said, my mother said, this is what you see, this is what it means by Americans, how they, what they do. <laughs> this is why I tell you, you know, you, you don't eat by any of them, and don't go into their houses, and there's no, you can't eat there. My mother, every meal was, you have to be dressed properly. We weren't allowed to come ever, not properly dressed, to the table, no such thing. And everything with a tablecloth, and with the silverware, and with the... And it was a whole Indian with the with the with the eating. It wasn't just like this. It was, and she still can't be. She, she came along more now. And she soivel it more now. But but it's always with a like a look of disapproval. It's always that look like this is not the right way to eat. It's not how you know human beings eat. 
some other the Shechina Akedosh. We should be zayich to eat directly from the Shechina. Next day of Shabbos, we don't have. We don't have There's no shear next. No, I'm not going to.